The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. I'll share some stories with you. You can text me, call me, talk to me. I just want to know how everybody's doing. Uh, let me know if you have any uh, any complaints, any questions. I'll still take your sex and relationship questions, but also if you're struggling now, it's uh, it's time to reach out to our passion community. So some of the stories I want to share with you and some of the research is, uh, you know, we've talked about and people have asked if uh, the the virus COVID-19 could be transmitted uh, through uh, semen. Well, it turns out um, it's not confirmed that it can be transmitted that way, but they have found it in semen. So I'll tell you about that. I'll also tell you about a study that finds that uh, higher self-esteem is linked to increased sexual pleasure in women. And believe it or not, uh, cheating, virtual cheating, is going up. So, um, you know, uh, online stuff like Ashley Madison profiles and such, they, uh, they're seeing an uptick in, uh, in users. I don't know what that's about. I don't know how people are doing this when they're confined with their loved ones, but nonetheless, it's happening. So we'll do that. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. So you know you can always, always email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. You can uh, text the show right here, right now. You can call me too at 514-790-0800. If you go to the Facebook page, the Dr. Lori Batito Facebook page, which you... Uh, hope you will like, first of all. Um, I've put on a post there where uh, all of you can go and chat with each other. So I know people have reached out on the show and then other people have heard the, um, you know, the troubles that people are in and the struggles that they're going through and offering their support. But I can't very well pass around phone numbers. So I just created this post on my on my Facebook where people can chat with each other if they'd like or give each other uh, support. So I hope you will use it, especially if you are alone and struggling and you just want to reach out to people, have some people to to talk to, and at least you'll have this show in common and you can uh, you can connect. Uh, all right, a couple of texts that were left over from uh, yesterday. Um, I can totally relate to your texter who feels alone and will be a re- reassessing her apparent friendships due to their lack of support. And I wouldn't mind connecting with them if possible. So there you go. Go connect on the Facebook page. This was in response to someone who said, you know, they're realizing now in this um, during this pandemic and they're all alone who their real friends are, like people not checking in, not calling, not, you know. So reach out to the reach out to your to your peeps, guys, like it, some of us need it more than others, granted, but I think it's important that we, um, we reach out just to say, hey, I'm here. You know, there's a connection, some kind of, uh, of connection. (laughs) 
So the winner of that, uh, the erotic book, uh, just texted and saying, I sent the volume one erotic stories to my wife and she asked me why. So it was a male who won the book. You know, we talked on, uh, I guess it was on Wednesday night. We had the erotic writer, Lexi Silver on the program. Uh, and I told her the truth that I wanted on your show and could give her some ideas. So what was her response JD let me know her response I'm I'm kind of curious and then on the topic of threesomes because someone had written in again um talking about uh, acting out fantasies with his wife and and that they're very open to maybe exploring different fantasies and one of them was a threesome that the wife wanted to have with with uh, him and another guy, I think, was the thing. And so someone wrote in, threesomes or moresomes can sure be tricky. Everybody has emotions, and it's easy for one of the participants to feel left out and not getting enough attention and affection, totally in contrast to the original hopes and expectations for the event. So we were talking how, uh, and even uh, Lexi, who's the erotic writer, said fantasies, when they are acted in real life, you don't have the same control as you do in your fantasies. And oftentimes we have certain expectations for these fantasies to be, to turn out a certain way. And we are more than, more than often, uh, disappointed by, uh, by the actual thing. So the, the fantasy is much stronger than the actual thing. Uh, hello, Dr. Lori. Last night you read a message from a listener saying something about your show and how much we need you and less panels during these times. I cannot agree with that listener more. The interaction of Trouble Tuesdays and Fridays makes it the best passion days. You provide a show unlike any other. Your voice and your comments are magic over the air, and we tune into you for your honesty and compassion. You make him a blush. I'm sure you are finding this as difficult as the rest of us, but I can assure you that you are loved by countless unknown listeners, myself included. I have two kids, no man in my life, and usually I have a very healthy sex drive. Enjoy watching some sensual porn and have a small assortment of pleasure toys. But for the last two or three weeks, I masturbated maybe twice when I used to do it about every other night. It is not easy being a single mom of two, but I'm lucky they are good kids. I just want you to know that I listen to you in bed and really enjoy your show. We need Dr. Lori, as the listener said, and she is right. You helped so many and we are here for you. Thank you. You have helped me in more ways than one. I pray for you every night. That is the sweetest thing. Thank you so much. I think we are all here for each other, and it's a everybody gets a voice here. So you want to actual your voice actually to come through? Then call me five one four seven nine zero zero eight hundred or text me, and it'll be my voice, your words, and that's. Uh, that's good too, because we are all connected. So, of course, our passion poet doesn't disappoint, as uh, it is Mother's Day. He says, I thought I would write something a little special. I lost my mom seven years ago. She was 91 when she passed. I feel blessed to have had her so long when others lose their moms far too early, but I love her just as much as I always did. So here's the poem for all of us mothers out there. There is something very special in the love from a mother. It is a love so different, unlike any other. Our mom was always there for us. Things were better with just a hug and a kiss. She is the one we always could count on. She is the one we mostly miss. Now you are the mothers and your kids look up to you. They look for that little hug when they are feeling blue. There is nothing like that special love, the love we all had from the start. A very happy Mother's Day to all the moms. You hold a special place 
in our heart. Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. And from the Passion Poet to all of you moms, myself uh, included. So thank you very much. Do appreciate that. Uh, coming up after uh, 10.30, we're going to talk to somebody from uh, the McGill Sexual Assault Center. So the Sexual Assault Center of McGill Student Society. It's a, an amazing organization that uh, they just want you to know that they're there still. Uh, and they're offering support. So I want to give them a voice as well. That's after 10.30 plus a whole bunch of other stories. And if you have questions you want to text in, you can do that as well to 514-800. You have a complaint. You want to tell me how you're doing. I want to hear it. We could talk about that all evening long. with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. So before I get to any uh, stories I want to share with you and some of the latest science that has to do with sexuality, we have uh, Andy on the line. Hi, Andy. Hello there. The thing is this, I think you might find this a little bit odd. Okay. And in a sense... I don't think anybody asked you or told you anything that what I'm going to say because it's not uh, dramatic, but I love to count pubic hair. <laughs> You'd be hard-pressed to find pubic hair in younger people these days. i got to tell you that much. What are you going to do? The thing is this. You know, I've had the opportunity, and you might say that she, she's going to tell you, come on, you're not going to spend two hours on me. I says, listen, I have all day. You're gonna you. This is your thing. You count you count your partner's pubic hairs. I love it. Wow, that's spending a lot of time down there. Yeah, I hope you're doing other things while you're counting. Oh, there, there's a lot of other things, but I will not go into the, all the <laughs> other things. But this is something that I don't think any whoever. I've never I, heard that. I, I honestly, you have stumped me right now because that is something. I have not heard. Do you count other things or just pubic hairs? Well, I do uh, count other things and all that. But you see, like I'm meeting somebody very soon, and I told her, she says, you're crazy. (laughs) I said, you know what? I'll do it halfway. I'll part half. I'll only count on one side. (laughs) What if she comes and she's all shaved? What are you going to do then? Oh, no, she she told me. Oh, I I said, maybe you could shave it. And we can count it that way. No, 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 I'm not going to shave. Forget it. Uh, no, generally. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at somebody else's, you know, it's not that I'm yucking your yum. I, I get that if that's something that turns you on. But I'm just wondering if this isn't part of some kind of OCD. Like if you count other things. I count everything. I count. Oh, so you count everything. I count everything. I also count how many times I kiss her, when I kiss her, where I kiss the person, okay. how so I th- touch this her. Is, this is not a fetish then. This is part of, this is far more of a, sounds much more of an, uh, like, like a compulsion that oh, you have. So I'm not that crazy. You have a bit of a compulsive nature, but it's not harmful. You're not hurting anybody. As long as oh, it no. doesn't interfere in your life, Andy, you're good. The thing is this, she always, she always said to me, she says, listen, if I hope you're not going to count three, four hours because then forget it. Yeah, well, that that's not going to no, work. Yeah, that that, that would that hurt the relationship. Andy, thanks for calling thanks. in. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, that's a first. That's definitely a first. 
All right. This is in more serious news here. Um, this was actually very surprising because we, we had talked about this early in the coronavirus, uh, early in the pandemic. People were wanting to know, like, how do we transmit this? It, can it be transmitted through, uh, sexual contact, for example? Well, the answer was no. Like originally the answer was there have been no cases of it being transmitted sexually. It's transmitted through mostly the, the close contact that you have with someone when you're having sex or the saliva, okay? But now, uh, researchers just reported uh, yesterday, in fact, that scraps of the virus may linger in uh, semen. So it's it was published in a peer-reviewed uh, medical journal, but it does not prove, I just want to point this out here, it does not prove categorically that the coronavirus can be sexually transmitted, okay? But we need to to just talk about this for a minute. So doctors traced sperm samples from 38 patients who tested positive for COVID-19. They were between the ages of 15 to 59. This was in Shanghai. I believe, uh, researchers uh, detected genetic material from the coronavirus in six of the subject's semen samples, so 16% of, uh, of the sample. Um, what they found, they noted that subjects varied in their rates of illness, so depending where they were in, in the illness. Four of the subjects were at the acute stage of infection, while two were recovering, uh, the survival, they say, of a SARS-CoV-2 in a recovering patient semen maintains the likelihood to infect others, they wrote. This opens up the possibility that one route of infection may be through sexual contact, but it was not confirmed in the paper. I just want to repeat that. It was not confirmed. Remember, people are still trying to understand this virus and how it acts. So this is just another small study, albeit significant, but still small. Um, so now uh, British scientists are urging the Chinese researchers to continue delving into whether coronavirus might be sexually transmitted. Some have urged those who have tested positive for COVID-19 to abstain from sex or uh, use Condoms. It has been, um, it had been 16 days since one of the patients had first shown symptoms, according to a chart featured in their study. So further research definitely must be conducted before any conclusions are drawn on this virus. But if you want to play it safe, use a condom. End of story. So that's just the, you want to play it safe, that's what you need to do. <laughs> Somebody actually texted in, there are approximately 125,438 hairs on average. Oh no, don't tell me, you're a counter. <laughs> um, couple more texts. Yesterday I had to wait 45 minutes with my groceries in the middle of a parking lot due to the fact that apparently there were but a handful of cabs left on the road in my area, as understandably no one is willing to work under the circumstances according to the dispatcher I spoke to. Yeah, these are the kinds of things you don't you kind of don't think about until you're in that position where you need to get somewhere and you don't want to get take public transit and you want to get a cab and even that is like ooh, who was in here before and did they what did they do and nobody's working and so it, it it there's one person's struggle over a simple thing like getting home with your bags of uh groceries 
Another text writes, do we have hope for the future? I am so afraid not seeing my family again. Of course there's hope. There's always, always, always hope. And um, this is it's not going to stay like this forever. You will see your family again. I suggest that you connect with people in in the ways that you can connect. Uh, that's really important. Stay away from the news where, uh, or, or minimize how much you're watching in the news. I think a lot of it is, it's just feeding into people's fears. You need to also look at the facts if you were to break it down and the numbers and, and all of that. Uh, there's a risk, but it's, again, you have to, um, you have to look at the evidence as well. So, of course, there's hope and things will get back to a semblance of normalcy. Maybe we'll have to just take different kinds of precautions, but um, you will. Uh, your empathy and consciousness, due to the extent of having created a page for your texters to relate and connect, is unparalleled and much appreciated, Lori. Many thanks. Please use that Facebook page, I beg of you. Just so that other people, like the more people write on there, the more others will join in and, and, and feel connected, and you'll feel connected to each other. So, uh, I did create that on my Facebook page. It's a, it's the last post that's on the Dr. Lori Batito page, and uh, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name. Go like the page and comment there and let people know that you're there to listen, and if people want to talk, uh, what have you. It's a good way to, um, connect. Uh, can you please clear up a mystery that has eluded men from the first day we got involved with females? When a guy feels something is not right with his girlfriend or wife and asks what's wrong, when the reply is a stern nothing, how much trouble are we in? <laughs> nothing really means I'm not ready to talk about it. So it's okay to say, to, to specify and say, well, I guess you're not ready to talk about it, but I do sense something is off. So I'll wait until you're ready because that's really what it means. Um, I counted them while I pulled them out with tweezers. <laughs> oh yes, the 125,438 hairs. Um, okay. So, hi doctor, I have an issue with red color on my sperm. I had it back in 2018, it disappeared after a month. I answered that question, you didn't get that, uh, you're writing back? Uh, back then I consulted and the doctor checked my prostate, everything was okay. Um... Should I reconsult? Is it dangerous and what can cause it? I sent this text yesterday, had a power failure, no internet, and I wasn't able to listen in. Okay, so um, I did answer this question, and the bottom line was you needn't worry. It's not. It's quite normal to sometimes have a red tinge. It just means there may be an inflammation in somewhere in the genital urinary tract. Uh, or something with the prostate, but if you had that checked, no worries. Not something you need to um, concern yourself, unless it's something that is consistent. If you see it consistently, that's very different. If it just goes away, not really something to worry about. Until you see your doctor next, like for your annual checkup, just let them know that every once in a while that does uh, that does happen. 514-800, so clearly um, you can send in your questions uh, throughout throughout Friday night, anything goes, your comments, your questions, your thoughts about anything we're talking about tonight, it's all good for me, all good. Uh, so televangelist Jim Baker, remember him? Uh, he was jailed for, uh, uh, you know, frauding, defrauding his, uh, his followers or what have you and scamming for money and all that stuff. Well, anyway, 
<laughs> he's back in it again. He's selling this thing called a silver solution uh, product that supposedly, this is them saying, cured COVID-19, SARS, and sexually transmitted infections and prevented HIV. His lawyers argue that his religious freedom He's being sued, by the way, by the state of Missouri. He's, uh, his lawyer says religious freedom allows him to sell the concoction because he believes it was divinely inspired. This guy is nuts, like nutso. Uh, the followers, I don't even know what to say about that, but nonetheless. This is Passion on CJAD 800. You know, during these times, um, we need support more than ever. And I would like to give a voice to um, organizations that are providing valuable support. One of these organizations is the Sexual Assault Center of McGill Student Society. I've been sending and referring clients there for eons. Uh, they're an amazing organization that provide help for survivors of sexual violence. We have Sophie on the line with us, who is a volunteer with the support groups branch of the Sexual Assault Center of McGill Student Society. Sophie, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much, Lori. Um, so tell me, in these, well, first tell us a little bit about the the center, and then tell us what what is being offered right now. Sure. So the Sexual Assault Center with McGill Student Society, otherwise known as SACOMS, which is its abbreviation, um, essentially works to provide services for survivors of sexual violence, and really aim to provide accessible, non judgmental, and safer spaces for them. All of our resources and services are public, are like open to the public and also free of charge. So yeah. So it's not it's not just a student thing. It's it it's uh, from the student society of McGill, but it's not just for McGill students. Yeah. So it's open to everyone in Montreal, all ages, all genders, all socioeconomic classes. Essentially, just anyone who's a survivor of sexual uh, violence. Right. And their friends and family sometimes too. Right, and dur- especially during these times where it can be traumatic, just the the whole pandemic thing and the anxiety about it, and somebody with sexual uh, a history of of sexual violence uh, develop, can develop uh, post traumatic stress disorder, and this is another stress added on top of it, which could of course trigger other stresses from from the past. So. Are you offering online services now? Like, where can people uh, get access to your services now? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, we're yeah, as you just said, we we believe that this is such a vital time to continue to provide such resources. Um, currently, we are holding weekly support groups online uh, through video chats, and they run from one to two hours, and they essentially just create a space where people can talk. Um, about a variety of topics, not necessarily always related to sexual assault, right. but often centered. Um, we are also providing a helpline, which is running on varied hours, so nothing consistent, but usually um, hours every week, where you can check on our website or our Facebook page. That's where they're posted, and you'll be in touch with a volunteer who's been trained in active listening, and they can 
listen, but they can also refer you to resources um, in the general Montreal community as well. Right. So you don't have to have been a you know a recent victim of sexual violence. Anybody no. who has experienced, which is unfortunately. Uh, a huge number, like one out of four mm-hmm. women, basically, and and one out of maybe eight men. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is something that is common, unfortunately. Uh, so it could have happened at any point in your life, but y- you can still go to this kind of organization just to help you, just for the support, um, your general support as well. Yeah, you said it perfectly. We we really do not discriminate against anyone's experiences with sexual violence we really just ask that you come and you're ready to you know partake in whatever way you feel most comfortable right. um and we hope that the service will be useful and also as you said you know it we're open to both genders which i think is something that's not not everybody always, yeah yeah not all organizations do exactly. that and we try to accommodate it so we, that both genders do feel comfortable exactly in that space as well yeah and it's been around for a while huh yeah so it's been around for Many, many years. Many, several decades, in fact. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've been referring people for decades. (laughs) And that made me so happy to hear you say that. Um, I know, you're just a young one, but I've been sending people (laughs) there. I've been in the business for 30 years, and uh, yeah, it's been a few decades. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, so we've been around for a long time, but we're always getting new volunteers um, who are so wonderful and really vital to helping it work. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous organization. Very happy to, to, for us to support this organization. And uh, if people want to find you, contact you, find out your online pro, your online support groups, where do they go? Yeah. They can go to our website, which is www.sacoms.org. Um, Sacoms is S-A-C-O-M-S-S. Okay. Um, you can also see us at our Facebook page, which is Sackums or the Sexual Assault Center of Medieval Student Society. Or if they want to join a support group very directly, they can email us at sackumsgroups at sackums.org. All of this is found on the website. So. Wonderful. Sophie, yeah. thank you for the wonderful work that you're doing and for being out there in the front lines. I know it's not easy, but... You're one of our heroes, so thank you. I was going to say, thank you so much for (laughs) doing this and allowing us to talk about it. We really appreciate it. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime on the program. Thank you so much, Sophie. (laughs) Take care. Have a nice day. You too. Uh, That is Sophie, who volunteers with the support groups branch of the Sexual Assault Center of McGill Student Society, otherwise known as SACOMS, S-A-C-O-M-S-S dot org, if you want to find out, as one texter wrote, what a super service, unfortunately a needed service. You're right. It would be nice if it wasn't needed, uh, but uh, it is needed. Someone else wants to know what is my Facebook page again. Uh, So if you want to join our support network, I made a post on Facebook where people can comment and, and join each other there. So if you go to my public page, which is Dr. D.R. Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, and my last name, Batito, which people have trouble spelling, is B-E-T-I-T-O. So you've got that. Uh, like the page and then, um, you know, connect with others on there as well. Do we have, uh, I think we had a call. Let me just make sure. Do we have Andre Eve on the line? Yes, we do. Hi, Andre. How are you? I'm doing good, and thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. What can I do for you? 
I got two questions for you uh, after two comments. I just ordered your Bible 6 after 50. Yeah, <laughs> my book. I'm looking, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward for that one. Okay, good. I'm, I'm 65 and my girlfriend is 63. We've been on and off having sex uh, for the last 30 years. Okay. And uh, two, two, two questions. In my case, uh, it's very difficult to have an orgasm when it happens. It's so good. I mean, like, my legs shake like crazy. <laughs> okay. That's better than when I was in the 30 or 40. That's good. See, my book is right. It gets better after 50. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I sweat like crazy. I took my temperature. Temperature is well mixed up. I'll probably be taking my blood pressure, but it's not something you yeah, like. Yeah, you, you shouldn't worry about having a heart attack with that. So don't worry about that. Okay. Why will I sweat like crazy like that? I mean, yeah. I become very warm. Um, it's hard to know, but as you get older, all kinds of changes happen, right? Your temperature regulation changes, just like okay. women can have, uh, hot flashes, uh, okay. so lots of changes happen. You'll, you'll probably see that somewhere in the book as well. And, um, in terms of orgasm, a 65 year old man doesn't need to orgasm as frequently as when you were younger. So sometimes you will, and sometimes you won't. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. By the way, another great support uh, group that are now, uh, that are holding uh, meetings through Zoom is a, uh, uh, for women. It's a, a women's emotional support group. Go to emotionsanonymous.org. Emotionsanonymous.org. They also have a Wonderful, uh, wonderful reputation. All right, let me continue to answer Andre Eve's question. Hi, Andre, you still there? Yes, I am. Thanks. Okay, second question. Yeah, well, I discovered when we were in the 30s that my girlfriend could have an orgasm by me playing with her belly button in <laughs> like two, three minutes. Really? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Doctor, it's, it's unbelievable. She could have three, four, five orgasms in, in 10, 15, 30 minutes. With like her crazy. belly button? Yes. Oh, I wonder if anybody else had that. That's interesting. How, how could that be? <laughs> I, I don't know. Everybody has different erogenous zones. I it's it's un, I couldn't explain why that is. Well, I guess it's important to discover all the body of our. Yes, we don't know what we could discover. You, but this you is, are right. You are. This is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a question. When you were saying that you were sweating a lot, is do you find that your heart is beating fat? Like, are you, do you feel you're overexerting yourself? Uh, no, I don't no? think so. Okay. So no. it's just, just okay. getting, it's funny because I play tennis, I don't sweat, and when <laughs> I, I make love, I'm good sex, I sweat like crazy. <laughs> That's okay. It's a good thing. It's, it's a, like, it's uh, good. yeah, Remember, it is good. I'm 65, right? So <laughs> It can be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm looking forward right. to read your book. Uh, okay, you good. Much. Enjoy it. Thank you so bye much bye. for calling in. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, of course, anybody can call in, right? Uh, you're free to call in any time. Uh, this texter writes in with the um, counting of pubic hairs. How many hours, I wonder, could it possibly take to actually count that many pubic hairs? And who could possibly have that much time on their hands, not to mention whose partner would have that much patience to merely lie back and wait without ultimately falling asleep? Well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. 
All right, let me share this new study that links a higher self-esteem to increased sexual pleasure. So better sexual pleasure for women begins in the mind. Uh, researchers found that self-efficacy, in other words, a person's confidence in their ability to accomplish necessary tasks, plays a large role in women's ability to enjoy sexual pleasure. This study was published in the journal Archives of Sexual Behavior, and they found that women with higher self-esteem, higher self-efficacy, and higher belief in their entitlement to sexual pleasure had more frequent orgasms than women who rated lower in these categories. This is important. Uh, this survey showed that women have more orgasms when they have a higher belief in their ability to attain sexual pleasure along with a higher belief in their sexual abilities and their sexual entitlement. In other words, entitlement means um, a woman's belief in her right to have orgasms alongside her partner and her right in seeking to make those orgasms a reality. So I was reading that and then I'm thinking... You know, I know you've heard me talk about, I've done a couple of TEDx talks on uh, on sexuality. One of them is on women's sexual pleasure called the Pleasure Principle. And that one has gotten over a million views, which is kind of fun. But I did another one on passion in long-term relationships where I talk about how we can, sometimes women get into a rut of, um, looking at sex as, as, as something they give rather than something that they share or can receive or have a right to receive. So many times women are brought up to believe that uh, sex is something for men. I know women in, in way back might have felt that, that this is something that it's just your duty, your marital duty or what have you. I mean, those are old concepts, but believe it or not, some people still hold on to that. So it's more about empowering women to take charge of their sexuality and that they don't have, it's not about them giving sex. It's also about taking and, and they're entitled to ask for their needs to be met just as much as they're meeting somebody else. I know it sounds obvious when you say, it, but if you talk to enough women, you realize that, um, that isn't always the case, that, that that kind of thinking isn't always there. And and I think our jobs are to empower women and talk to girls about their sexuality and empower them to uh, to be in control of their sexuality because I still hear from teenage girls who feel the pressure that I, I am to be liked or, uh, you know, that I have, I have to do sexual things to to boys in order to be accepted or to be liked or to get a boyfriend or whatever, whatever. And that's not empowering, unfortunately, uh, to, to girls. So part of that is we got to start kind of young to be able to, uh, to do that. Uh, one thing that is, uh, is a little disturbing to me, um, the headline is virtual cheating has increased during the pandemic, according to the infidelity website, Ashley Madison, that you've heard me talk about that, that, that site, that name comes up quite a bit uh, on the show. We've talked about it many times. It, the, Ashley Madison basically is a site where married people go on to meet other married people to have illicit affairs, um, so they report that it has seen a spike in signups since the start of coronavirus and social distancing and all that. Um, so basically, 
you're talking about married people, right? So they, they're married people who are isolated in their own homes together, and yet you've got one of them signing up to this cheating service. Go figure, right? But so it has seen an increase. So on, on average, each day they get about, uh, on a usual time before pandemic was about 15,500 signups per day. And since the pandemic, it's about 17,000 new users each day. That's a lot, it seems. 30% of women are looking into virtual sex with their side lovers, they claim, and 14% of men are having virtual sex with their affair partners. When are they doing this? <laughs> Aren't they isolating with their partners? I find that very interesting as a just it's just interesting i not something that i would think about but i suppose it makes it that much more illicit i don't know if when your partner's in the next room or it's the middle of the night or whatever so if you notice that your partner is out of bed in the middle of the night and this happens a lot you might want to check and see what they're doing on their computer i guess i don't know uh, so I want to tell you about an interesting place in um, in Oregon. We talked about this, the Lucky Devil Lounge. It's um, basically um, used to be, or what? It's a strip club in Oregon, and they had to close down right because of the coronavirus. So they tried to find new ways to be innovative and and still uh, make money and still employ their strippers. So what they ended up doing is they had um, their strippers became delivery people. So the, the security guards were drivers, and then because uh, they are they also serve food and stuff. So they were they called them uh, themselves Boober Eats, Boober Eats, but they got a cease and desist letter from Uber, <laughs> from Uber Eats and Uber. So they had to um, kind of stop uh, with the name. But anyway, now what they've done was they've created a like a drive-through uh, strip place. They got local people, like local businesses, whatever, and they set up stages, tents, um, a DJ booth, stripper poles, uh, lasers, fog machines, lights, uh, and plus they serve food. So basically what the drivers pay 30 bucks and they get to spend some time in, they stay in their car and they get to spend some time driving through there and getting the show and then pick up the food and off they go. And it's like one at a time or two at a time or, or whatever. Apparently they have had like cars lined up to be able to uh, go in there so um listen i got it kudos to the business people who are thinking outside the box so to speak excuse the pun um to keep their business going but uh they're able to do it there you go Texter writes in, I'm not the least bit surprised about the Ashley Madison. Just proves what I once said. 85% of men are not totally faithful or honest. There's a difference between honest and faithful. And I don't know if infidelity rates are as high as 85% of men. Um, that's not what the research shows. But then you never quite get the real, true uh, numbers. So there you go. Wow, that's it. I think that's uh, that about covers it all for uh, this week of passion. And uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, 
being here for me and for, uh, you know, making my, my week interesting <laughs> to be able to talk to you every night. I really do enjoy it, I have to say. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is a uh, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms. Happy Mother's Day to my wonderful mom as well and, uh, and all of you who are moms too, to you and your moms and so happy Mother's Day. I know it's not going to be the same. I know we're not going to be able to be close with our children. I don't even know if I'm going to see my children, but at least I'll speak to them. And um, yeah, it's not easy. So I feel for all of you because I'm in that boat too. Uh, thank you so much to our technical producer, uh, Nicole, tonight. Fabulous job, as always. Thank you to our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. If you want to connect with me on social media, at Dr. Lori Batito, go to Facebook. Connect there on my Facebook page, which is the public page. So you don't have to friend me. You just have to like the page. My last name is spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. Find me there. My last post is there for you so that everybody can connect with each other so that it's like taking the passion community onto Facebook for you guys, okay? Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, an even greater weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>